I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illenials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. Mark, you doing a little uh, decorating there? A little cleaning Redecorating. No, no, I'm not. You were actively moving things around while talking. Yeah. So I didn't while know you, you were, were saying your name, you were moving a big box of, I think, really? Kit Kats what? from <laughs> the big full food tray to the uh, empty food tray. Yeah. It's a lot of Kit Kats. Good God. No, it's a. Uh, if we were sponsored, I could be like, haha, this is the thing. But no, it's like a box of snacks I ordered. Weeb snacks. So we just, weren't just, that far off. Just general snacks. It just says the word snack on the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a Looney Tunes. Oh, white package snack written in black ink. Snack <laughs> you know what the thing is? If you put that in front of Marcus, he would eat the whole box. Yeah. It's true. I, I hate to say it, but yeah. Fuck. <laughs> You bet, Mark. What do you eat? He say it's a snack, and you'd be like, "What yep. is what is snack?" And he'd show you a, a package of snack on it. Like, what does it taste like? And you'd yeah. say snack, Listen. and then he'd pull out a, a white bottle that has black ink that says "drink" on it. <laughs> Listen, I've eaten some some unique things in my life. Okay, all right. Snack is, is that the word we're using? Yes. Unique. unique. Sidewalk cake. <laughs> that was not. I mean, technically, it was on the sidewalk, but not physically on the sidewalk. Marcus, it was in a box on the sidewalk. Was it figuratively on the sidewalk? <laughs> no, it was actually on the, on the sidewalk. But none of the cake came in contact with the sidewalk. I mean, the logic Good checks out. Yeah. yeah, if that's what you have to tell yourself, Marcus, I'm, I'm, I'm happy living in that world. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh my god. So boys, what's going on in the wild, wide world of Sports. <laughs> no, of sports. Stuff. Well, it's been two weeks, I think. Uh-huh. Two or three since we've done one of these. Yeah. Um, the last one we did was about Spider-Man, so it's really been a while since we've talked about anything real. I mean, Omicron, right? That's the big story, I guess. Yeah, Omicron is uh, spreading like wildfire, and uh, people don't care, apparently. I think it was last week we had 400,000 cases in a single day. Oh. Which broke the world record we set the day before. Boy, we're number one, all right. I tell you what. Yeah, we're just setting records. Who, 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 USA, USA. That's us, man. Number one Omicron. Still on yeah. number one on death, though. Damn. Who's number one? India. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, also, wait, is that proportionate to population or total? Uh, I mean, they had four million deaths out of a billion people. We haven't quite beat that yet. So. Okay, because I was say, because their population is way bigger, too. That's right? true. So. Proportionally speaking, oh. I think we're, probably doing, we're doing the worst of any developed nation, for sure. Great. 
It's really amazing to me that we're, we're the most powerful country on the face of the earth, but we can't. Actually, are we anymore? I think China might have beaten us at this point in terms yeah. of everything. Yeah, I think you know how like when you go to a restaurant and it, almost any restaurant you go to will say, "We got the best burger. We're number one." That's like obviously they don't because only one restaurant can have the best burger. That's kind of what America's doing right now. We're kind of like we're the best country there is. <laughs> There's no facts to prove this, and you can probably find countries that are actually better than us, but we're the best. Mm. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is, we we definitely have the resources to to try and oh, live sure. up to that, but we won't because the money's not for the people; it's for the corrupt politicians and the fucking huge corporations. Yeah. Well, we're we're the the best Philly cheesesteak in Flagstaff, Arizona. Is <laughs> what we are. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like no one's really competing with you at that point, you know? <laughs> when you get so granular. So yeah, I don't I don't know what else. I mean, I mean they're not going to do anything to stop it. They're not going to try and help anybody. So they're just going to let it continue to run rampant and pretend it's not happening. Basically, that's the, that's the plan. Yeah, it's just pretend it's, it's not uh, real. It's pretty crazy, actually, how it's become even more popular to kind of like deny COVID vaccines and to not wear masks and to do pretty much anything in your power to try and get the disease as much as possible. When it's uh, pretty simple not to, um, if we just all made a concerted effort, like we did in those first two weeks of COVID, you guys remember that? Remember when we actually tried for those those two weeks? Right. And even then, it wasn't a, it wasn't the best try, but it was it was something. Yeah. And we just gave up on that. And now that Omicron's actually spreading faster, we we are taking less precautions. So it's great. Did you see what the New York City mayor said? No. The De Blasio. No, the new guy, Eric Adams. Of course. He said, uh, when the mayor has swagger, the city has swagger. And that's how we'll beat coronavirus. Oh, swagger. my God. Tell me, um, tell um, me a he person said this the next day, please. I think he's already had it like twice. Uh, awesome. A, a person said this. Yeah. A, a person Adams. who was elected. Mm-hmm. A guy who wants, to, who wants to pay city employees in Bitcoin. Oh, hell no. Yeah, that's right. He won the fucking election. And he's a Democrat, too. Oh. And New Yorkers voted for this guy. Yeah. The ones from the end of Spider-Man 1 who were throwing trash <laughs> at the Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. Those New Yorkers voted for this man. The guys who, who uh, wow. d- didn't tell folks who Spider-Man was in the train? Yeah, those folks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the kid in that scene is probably voting age now. So, I mean, he most certainly is. So, oh, that yeah. hurt. That hurt, but yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's that's their plan. That's what they're going to do. They're going to swagger the way past coronavirus. They're gonna, not going to close the schools. So they're going to let it continue to run. Not a problem. It's about the fact that there's more and more people getting sick all the time. Is pretty is, crazy. Is Omicron less deadly than Delta? It's a question of uh, yes, but it's much more infectious. So basically, it's a numbers game. If you get more infections, you will have more deaths. Basically, mm-hmm. if you've had your shots. And you'll probably be okay, probably. But again, yeah. why would you take the risk? I don't understand this. I mean, one of, one point was, oh, well, I guess for the anti-vaxxers, it was like, oh yeah, only one percent of people are gonna die. And I'm like, do you realize how many people live? That's a lot of people. In America, one percent of like what seven million? That's a shit ton of people. Billion in the world, right? 
world. There's like 350 million in but the U.S. But I was US. talking just yeah. like, yeah, just the U.S. And I'm like, that's still a shit yeah. ton of people. That's enough to wipe out your family, sir. Like, hello? The question, of course, is how many sick people and deaths can the, can the medical system support? Right? <laughs> it's always been the problem is how many people can last in the hospital, right? How long can hospitals last and deliver other stuff while dealing with coronavirus? And 1% of the population getting sick and dying is enough to collapse the hospital system, it turns out. Yeah. We've known this. Um, and there's also issues like stemming from supply chain, like how COVID, like at-home tests, because there are things now that are requiring you to give a negative test to do certain things, um, whether they be for luxury or for, um, you know, actual need. Um, they are requiring you to get tests, but those tests are sold out everywhere. I mean, in, in just in my local area, I've seen four or five pharmacies that all have big signs outside that say we are sold out of COVID home tests. So it's like even the people who are, you know, trying to get tested, they can't even figure out if they have it or not. And you can't go to a hospital to do it because you shouldn't go to a hospital just for that because they have so many other people who are actually dying. Did you, hear about, did you hear about Google with the home tests? No. Like apparently a Google employee was was, was talking to Can a friend. Can you Google of his. do I have COVID? No. <laughs> Close. A Google employee was talking to a friend of his, didn't work at Google, and it, the person was saying, Hey, it's so hard to get a home test. And I was like, What do you mean? And they're sold out everywhere. Apparently at Google, if you ask for a home test, it'll just send you twenty of them. What? Oh well, I wonder. There is no smaller hmm. amount you can get. Wow. That that might explain where some shortages. Because if Google's doing it, who else is doing it? You know? Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's ridiculous that also the home tests aren't getting reported as numbers, right? So pops pause on a home test, that's not coming up on the official count. That's true. Let's keep a track of that. And how about the reduction of the testing uh, or the uh, the the isolation phase from ten days to five days? Mm-hmm. And like almost everyone is trying their best to reject that. They're like, maybe we should keep it back to ten, and in fact, maybe up it back to fourteen. This is the first time I've seen a mass rejection of something the government has said on this. Yeah. Folks are like, this is stupid. Like, did you hear what happened in fucking Antarctica? <laughs> what? They had, they had a coronavirus outbreak up there. In Antarctica. In and Ant fucking Arctica. <laughs> the opposite of the Arctic is where they had the, the coronavirus outbreak. And the best part is the person tested negative and then seven days later got symptoms and all of a sudden now everyone has it. Yeah, seven fucking days later. Imagine being the guy that brought COVID to Antarctica. You've got us. They're going to know you forever. There's like five people there. They're going to know you for the rest of your life. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> forever, you are that goddamn dog from The Thing. You are forever exactly. that dog. Yep. They'll call you Thing Dog. <laughs> so, like, five days is clearly not enough, a long enough wait to see if you have still have COVID or not, or whatever. You can spread it or not. It's so stupid. And plus, folks will understand that coronavirus spreads most before you even have symptoms. It doesn't need to be sneezing or coughing or anything to spread it. It spreads before that better than than after that. And also, did you know that we still haven't acknowledged that it's airborne? Wow. How have we not acknowledged it's that? It's been over we, we say two years. It's droplet spread. It spreads uh, droplets. You mean like from right? your breath? Right, yeah, uh-huh. They can, but here's the thing: if, they, if we classified it as airborne, we would then be forced legally to change all kinds of shit and take it seriously. So we're not. They're not, they're not saying it's airborne. 
Wow. That is a weird way to get off on a technicality. Yeah. Uh, I know they've also been reporting that, like, you know, the whole six-foot distance, which no one does anyway. Nope. But let's just say we did. They say that's not even really enough because it's just being like nine feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, good luck with that, because all those stores that put stickers on the ground is where to stand, they might as well just fucking fuck themselves, because no one stands on those fucking stickers, ever. You would need to have fucking electrified walls to keep Americans from standing directly on top of one another. Yeah. It is honestly disgusting. You need a cattle cattle pen set up. Even before COVID, I thought people were standing too close at stores. I'm like, why don't stand this close? We got the one luxury we have here is a lot of space. Just space out, guys. Come on. I shouldn't feel your breath on the back of my neck at the fucking checkout in Walmart. All right, it shouldn't happen, but it used to. No. Not anymore because I'm a fucking I'm, I'm a kung fu man in the store now. Get the fuck away from I'll me. I never forget. It was like the it was like the week that COVID first like broke out, and this was before like like me me and my wife we didn't actually have any masks or anything at the time. We were just we didn't know, and they were all sold out everywhere. But we still had to get groceries, so we like chose a random time to go to Walmart to try and get in, get out. We went to the self-checkout. We were like, let's just get our stuff, run out as fast as possible. And then the the, per- the attendant at the self-checkout, who's a very, very old lady, walks over to us, tries to talk to us, and then she just <clears throat> coughs everywhere and then bumps into us as we're leaving. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> luckily, we did- luckily we didn't get sick, but goddamn, that was so scary. Jesus Christ, man. I... Yeah, and and now it's like, it's just, every day I think to myself, how funny is it that when we had 14,000 cases a day, we got $2,000 from the government, and now there's 400,000 cases a day, we don't get jack shit. Yeah, sense. there's literally nothing coming in. And folks talk- you, we talked about it before, but the people are gonna think oh well when republicans are president we got money what is what are what are the dems done for us and they're not gonna be wrong (laughs) democrats are gonna get fucking slaughtered in this in this midterm it's gonna be crazy and and here's the thing too that people are oh we need to close the schools and i agree yes schools should be closed kids should learn remotely until we can fucking fucking solve this problem which we never will but whatever but Society is not set up in American in the, in the American world to allow this to happen because parents no. work basically both parents work right and let's say there's there's three basic ways this can come out right either parents can work from home which okay they get to take care of the kids at the same time that's not ideal but it works they can't work from home and their responsibility falls on grandparents or aunts and uncles or whoever can help you know some of the family members yeah or both parents um, can't work from home so one of them quits their job. And it used to be you had the Trump bucks and you had the standard UI to help you get, get by on this. And now they don't have either one of those things anymore. So they can't close schools. It's impossible because society will fucking collapse. Yeah. Like Fauci even said the reason they changed this isolation number was not because of science, but because it was otherwise it would have a mild impact on the ability of society to keep running. <laughs> Imagine admitting that, right? Like, just saying it out loud. Yeah. Remember when people were, like, all in on Fauci at the beginning? And now he's had to just fold under the system anyway? Did y'all watch Don't Look Up? I did, yes. I have not. Marcus? I thought that DiCaprio's character was a really great parody of Fauci. Uh, 
yeah. in this scenario, the sexy scientist that everyone's listening to, who's a mouthpiece for the fucking establishment. Can we do a quick bit on Don't Look Up real quick? Sure. I won't, I won't spoil anything for Marcus. But I, I watched the movie, and I really, really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really funny, and I thought it was incredibly true to life. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of very, very negative reviews about the movie, and I am, I'm, I'm confused because it's not only has the movie gotten, in my opinion, smarter since COVID, because the movie was, just, was a delayed movie, but like COVID has like made the movie ten times smarter in my opinion because the way I, the way I looked at the movie was that the beginning and the end of this movie um, are completely accurate to real life. But the middle would be even stupider if it happened in the real world. Yeah, for sure. So I can't, I cannot understand the people who are just like, oh, this movie is like masturbatory and like self-righteous and it thinks it's smarter than it actually is. And I'm like, no, this movie, it is smarter than we are in real life because it would be, we, we would fuck up even worse if yeah. this were to actually happen. <laughs> so I've, I've, and I think the reason people are giving it bad reviews is truly and honestly, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. They don't want to deal with the fact that the world is going to end. Whether yeah. it be five years from now or a hundred years from now, people don't want to think about it. Nope. They don't want to look up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. I, I don't know. I fucking loved the movie. I thought yeah. it was great. I'll say this. People are like, oh, we don't like it because it doesn't, it, doesn't have, it doesn't propose any solutions for climate change. There's no answers in the movie. And I'm like, listen, here's the answer to climate change is don't worry about it. Stop worrying, because what, what's happened here is climate change is Kinshiro, and you're just some random goon that he walked by without breaking a stride. You are already dead. Don't worry. He did a thousand punches on you, and you didn't <laughs> see it, and it's over for you, okay? Don't, just, there is no solution, so don't worry about it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm over here like, you think that the guy who wrote Anchorman is going to solve climate change? No. <laughs> He's going to tell you what is so stupid about the whole world. And yeah. that's what I liked. So, yeah. I, I, I love the movie. And I, yeah. I do think that... I think the bad reviews are mostly stemming from uh, people who are uncomfortable. You know what's weird is I couldn't get a read on the billionaire character, Isherwell, or whatever his name was, about Mark Rylance. who he's actually supposed to be a parody of. He doesn't act mm-hmm. like any billionaire except for one. Except for one billionaire. The fictional billionaire from uh, uh, fucking Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. He acts just like that guy for some reason. He does. I, I think he's a bit of a Zuckerberg because he's like socially awkward, which Zuckerberg isn't really good at talking. That's true. Um, But everything else, I think, is just kind of like... Elon yeah, Musk? It's kind of, Elon Musk and kind of... Maybe not Ready Player One specifically, but just our heightened perception of these eccentric billionaires in general, just that have come from years and years of media consumption. Um, But no, nevertheless accurate as to how these people think. Oh, for sure. Marcus, you should watch it. It is two and a half hours, but trust me, it's worth it. It, it It's good. I actually, I actually did not mind the length of the end of it. I I actually thought it was really, really well done in that way. Now the only, the only unbelievable part of the movie though, is that fucking, uh, Jennifer Lawrence hooks up with some random dirtbags guy who's Timothy Chalamet and she's not happy about this. That's the, that's the one, uh, uh, thing I didn't believe about the movie. (laughs) One thing I didn't believe about the movie is that we're supposed to believe that Jennifer Lawrence is some ugly nerd. (laughs) I'm like, not really. Like, they're always just like, oh, oh yeah, she's yeah. unlikable and 
Oh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is wearing glasses? Uh, talk about an average-looking person, honestly. No. DiCaprio what? having a wife his age and grown-ass children shook me to my core. Oh. But it's accurate. It's, he's like <laughs> also, a 50-year-old man. Also, I wanted to look this up so I didn't speak out of turn. But the guy who plays the billionaire in Ready Player One? Yeah. Mark Rylance. Are you fucking shooting me? Same guy. He just, he was like, ah, the same thing, right? Steve's good enough for Steve Spielberg. Yep. He should be good enough for Adam McKay, I guess. Yeah, I'll just turn it in right there. So yeah, <laughs> that, that is uh, apt. I cannot believe that's actually what the, what the truth is. That's insane. But yeah, Don't Look Up has the Illenial stamp of approval. as yeah. Pretty good movie. Also, so does Matrix Resurrections. Just throwing it out there. Oh, yes. Fucking rules. That movie got, has gotten better the more I think about it. Yeah, same. I keep thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Kind of rules. Kind of the Marcus best movie ever made. Also watch Master Resurrections. It's right. fucking great. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's a movie that is like, hey, it's, it's we're a fourth Matrix movie, and uh, fuck you. <laughs> <It's like laughs> yeah. Fuck Warner Brothers, especially. Uh, People who paid for this movie? Fuck you. Don't, I, they just didn't watch it, I guess. They had no clue what was going to be on the screen, I suppose. Gay Final Cut, I guess. That's I gotta look weird. into that. But, on the topic of uh, COVID, I guess, it's just like, it's bad. And also, it's like, other, play, other countries are also experiencing problems. Bolsonaro's in the hospital for like the 80th time. How is he not dead? What continues to sicken this man? Brazil, <laughs> what is going on down there? Is is he is he faking? Does he have his own hospital bed that you just reserve for him? Is he a frequent fucking flyer miles? How is he always in the hospital? Hey man, they got different stuff down there in Brazil. <laughs> it's like every two months I see Bolsonaro hospitalized again. <laughs> I don't understand it. One time he had shit come out of his nose. How do you come back from that? Wait, do you mean like shit or just literal shit? human feces oh, coming out of his nose? <laughs> Those tubes got backed up. That's not right. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but that ain't good. <laughs> that that man, shouldn't happen. His insides are not good. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a scientific term for it. Um, I mean, I guess that uh, um. China, of course, still kicking ass with the coronavirus, not really uh, having any problems with it, um, which is hilarious to me that everybody else is constantly mad at them, but they're just like, nope, we're not having coronavirus here. Right. It doesn't exist here. We're did, not letting it. Did you see yeah. the fucking, like, what they do to people who, like, <laughs> don't want to wear masks in China? That was fake. That was no? fake. Oh my not god, true. thank god. Because that was insane. I was like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Those people, by the way, did actually commit a crime. You know what the crime was? What? Human trafficking. Oh, double fuck. Oh. So they paraded them through the streets and all this kind of shit. And also that's illegal since like the 80s. Since those, the, so those people who did that to them are being reprimanded for it. Oh, but I, I think if you're human trafficking people, it's okay. Sure. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. I'm trying to sell folks into slavery. Oh, God. Yeah. Marcus, you want to describe what it was just for Seth? Because I probably hasn't seen it. Okay, so <laughs> it was it were these people in these freaking like white hazmat suits, and they had their pictures like taped to them on their chest, and they're just parading around the streets. And I was like, "Holy crap!" 
That's kind of great. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a decent punishment. I did see a really great video. This was so funny. It's it's totally propaganda, but I loved it anyways. It was like, look, this these people were stuck on the side of the road. They pulled off the side of the road, and their, their car got stuck. And this guy came along and helped them. And they were like, hey, let's pay you. And he was like, no, I don't need to get paid. And he pulls his jacket aside, and there's the fucking pin of the Chinese Communist Party. And he's like, I'm a party member. Don't have to pay me. It's all good. <laughs> Can you can you imagine for a moment if someone came to you while your car broke down and like jumped you off on the side of the road and was like you're like oh man can I give you some money to help me out for helping out he's like no don't worry I'm a Democrat and got in their car and drove off <laughs> fuck no I gotta be honest for a second I thought you said that you're stuck on the side of the road and somebody comes and jerks you off <laughs> <laughs> and they said I'm a Democrat don't worry about it now that's service. <laughs> You ain't gotta pay me, brother. I'm a Democrat. I do it for free. (laughs) Imagine how confused you would be. You're still stuck on the side of the road, but you recently ejaculated thanks to some Democrat. Confused, satisfied. (laughs) Your comb just on the ground. You're like, don't worry. Somehow the whole thing is an ad for Pepsi. You're like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> the guy flips a cowboy hat on his head and goes, I'm a Democrat, walks away, drink Pepsi. Yep. No, Pepsi man comes and jerks you off. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's a registered Democrat. Don't worry about it. Vote Marcus, Biden. start drawing this up. Yeah, <laughs> on it. Do you, do you think that Pepsi man, because of his smooth <laughs> body, would give pretty good hand jobs? Amazing hand jobs. <laughs> I would hope so, yeah. Is he? That's here's the world I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> is Pepsi Man wearing like a spandex suit, or is he himself some sort of smooth material? Mm. Is That's that is question. that Pepsi Man skin, or is it a costume? I think it's who he is because he. It, if it's his skin, then he doesn't have a face. Because mm-hmm. most times. There are some depictions where he wears goggles, but most of them he's smooth. Like there's no nose, eyes bulging out either. Yep. So I would have to wager that this is just what this man looks like. Um, yeah. There is an idea maybe he's made of aluminum, um, in which case I'm not sure how much I would enjoy the hand job at that point. It but is smooth at least. It is very smooth. That is true. I've never jerked so. off aluminum before. I don't know if I would like to or not. Probably not. Hey, this sounds like an, uh, a millennials experiment. Somebody <laughs> uh, any volunteers? There's got to be some website that builds you a fucking aluminum dildo. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, what's, what's the opposite of a dildo? Uh, fleshlight. Butt plug. Fleshlight. <laughs> That's not the opposite of a dildo. I don't know why I said that. It's not. That's just the anal dildo. There is no the, there is no opposite of a dildo except for like the Bible or something. I guess. <laughs> I'm just trying That's to think. Amazing. You stick one in your in your in your in your hole to pleasure yourself. What's the opposite of sticking in your hole pleasuring yourself? It's reading a dry book about God mm, and pleasuring yourself. All right. No, not pleasuring yourself because it sucks and you ah, hate it. Right. No one has ever jacked off reading about nope. <laughs> Let me not say that. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Man. I'm actually pretty sure it was the first thing someone masturbated to. It was probably the Bible. 
No, uh, I like his. I like the idea of you know those those ancient fertility idols with like the giant boobs and the big fucking hips. Mm-hmm. Those like super old things. Someone checked yeah. off one of those at one point for sure. Oh, absolutely. Had to. They made it for that. Right. <laughs> I just love the idea that that was our. I've seen some fetish art that looks like that today. I like how we just went back. We started here and we went all the <laughs> way back to giant boobs and ass. Yeah. I think that the first guy that made one of those, he made it, and then he was about to check off, and then his wife walked in and was like, oh, what's that for? He's like, uh, it, uh, it's a fertility. It's a fertility idol. Yes. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna test it out later. But first up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go finish it up elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you stick here. Gonna polish it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put the, the finish on. You, it feels so arrogant to me to think there are artists who have made like fetish art and then jerked off to their own fetish art. Can you imagine how, I don't know, it feels like, a, like an arrogant thing to do. I think it is insane to think that's not what they do. No, no, I think they do. But like, imagine how arrogant that is. Yeah. Like, God, I'm so, ugh, I made this. I'm so, so good. good. At, <laughs> I'm so good at art. I've created my own orgasm. Yes. Right. It's funny because I tried to do that at one point. Yeah. But I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> just like, how did you fail what happened which part did you fail at which so, step yeah the first step of creating it well enough okay. for me to want to beat off to it interesting i've seen your art markers and you're pretty good at it what 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 could you not I, execute I, I, I appreciate it but i'm just like mm, i don't know it wasn't it wasn't uh, i don't know i don't know was it the areolas? I know they're not easy. <laughs> the labial folds. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. where I fucked up. The labia menorah. Oh, those are tough. The, cl- the clitoral hood uh, couldn't quite execute. Is there a that. Hanukkah joke there? Labia menorah. <laughs> <laughs> the seven lips of the vagina. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a fucking Lovecraft monster. Right. Or an angel. The seven-lipped vagina. <laughs> yeah. Like a three-lobed eye. Three-lobed eye. Yeah. Love it. Anyways. Uh, oh, by the Chinese way. Chinese party. Yeah, they're great. We love them. Um, so Bob Dole died, and John Madden yeah. died, and Betty White died. They did. The rule of threes. So, dude... You know that right now Betty White is getting fucking triple double teamed by these two men, right? In heaven, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Just getting absolutely reamed at this moment. <laughs> that's my that's my one and only Betty White thought that I have. That you know, the crazy only- thing is, when Betty White died, there were so many like tweets and articles that were like, Oh man, they were about to do a Betty White, you know, funny at one hundred thing or Betty White's 100th birth, birthday freaking Netflix comedy special or something. You know what's even crazier than that? The day after she died, I went to a Barnes and Noble and there was already a magazine in there that was like Betty White dead at one or dead at almost 100. And I'm like, that's even crazier. Like having yeah. the stuff ready beforehand, I understand it. You got to, you got to, you know, get your content ready. They, once she died, went ahead and published something and it was on shelves within one day. Yeah. One day. It's insane. I we could never. I could never do something like that. We can't, you know, get medicine to people who need it. But we can get these tabloids out on on the fucking shelves Quickly. in a day. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
I just, I just hate, I fucking hate the fact that every time someone dies, it's not Henry Kissinger. I'm just like, when? God, please take him from us. How did he not get COVID? I know, you right? Know? He's gonna be sitting in a fucking a, a hermetically sealed room somewhere. Because if one COVID particle gets on him, he's dead. Like that's the only thing <laughs> I imagine is gonna happen. What's the latest over under on if the queen is dead? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's dead. Okay. So I haven't heard anything. Some folks suggested that Betty White is going to take her place as the Queen of England. It was all it was all a cover up. Oh shit! It'd be hilarious. Um, that was not a serious suggestion, but it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're, she hasn't been. She hasn't appeared in like three or four weeks in public. So she gave a Christmas Day address that was taped. Um, so that could have been taped any time. You know. Thank you for joining me at Christmas 2021. <laughs> <laughs> If they really are doing it so that she didn't reign for only 69 years, that's the funniest thing possibly <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. It's like, at this point, who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. I just think it's it, it would be hilarious if she's dead because um, she's the queen. And it'd be even funnier if they've been hiding it for like a month. <laughs> because Yeah. I just don't understand how how a person can die that's that important and it, the news can't get out. Like, what's happening? Like, she 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 has maids and shit, right? Are they not asking where's where's the queen at? I imagine they wouldn't ask. Hello, of- where's the queen? <laughs> where's the queen? I haven't seen her shit in a while. Hello, queen, <laughs> you know, queenie. She's all backed up. Yes, where is she at? I haven't seen her. I'm going Scottish now all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you went real Scottish real fast. I did. I don't think think there's a Scottish sleeper cell in the help staff of the Queen. Ooh, that'd be Irish, I think, actually. Probably they'd be the ones want to kill her for sure. If the Irish could get a hold of her, oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Who knows what they would do? What what would be in the potato stew that night? I did see. I, I think we talked about this already. The UK said that uh, if if Russia invaded the Ukraine, they would react with strength. What fucking strength? What do you have? What's left? You know. Yeah, I I, I do love that. When did the UK last do anything on the fucking world stage that wasn't backing up America? You know. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a quick comment about Ireland um, when I was in college my freshman year i took this one like bullshit like freshman class where you just like i don't know kind of talk to other freshmen and we had to do a project at the end of the semester it was basically like a, a 10 minute presentation about some other country just mm-hmm. something about them something we find interesting one guy did ireland and in the middle of his presentation he made the claim that the average irish man eats 10 kilograms of potatoes a day <laughs> <laughs> Ten, ki- 10 kilograms is 20 pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So when he finished his presentation, the only thing we asked him about was the potato consumption. <laughs> and he got very angry. Did he mean like 10 milligrams, maybe? Which is he, weird... claimed he, meant, he claimed he just had the unit of measure wrong. I'm not sure what it was. I'm not sure which unit was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> It would be hilarious if every day every Irishman had to clock into his job of eating 20 pounds of potatoes and they all died at the ripe age of 14 years old. (laughs) (coughs) 
Like, yes, potatoes are the perfect food, but eating too much of them is not good for you. <laughs> yeah. 20 pounds They're... of potatoes a day? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to go back and check Wikipedia again? Just real yeah. fast? <laughs> you, see, you sure so that wasn't edited recently? <laughs> a saboteur of some sort? By some British person? I don't understand yeah. this. <laughs> some fucking Ulster lover? Um... I have recently learned a lot about Ireland and the UK and their or, or Britain and their tenuous relationship with one another, <clears throat> and that'll be funny in the future because there's a great episode of TNG where Data talks about the Irish reunification of 2024. So we're approaching it, boys. Oh, wow, we're almost there. <laughs> what? Two more years. It would be incredible if that happened. I I I, I want it to happen just because that episode of TNG. I want it to be real. Um, that would be great. Marjorie Taylor Greene suspended from Twitter forever. Gone. Her, her personal account, right? Not yes. her political account. Yeah, because she uh, fucking um, spread misinformation about spread misinformation about COVID. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh that's all she cared. That's all. That's all it was, and it's hilarious. Um, yeah, she just couldn't stop, so she she fucking got suspended. Pretty funny, but took a long time to do it, and she'll probably win again uh, in this year. I had to imagine. Did did we talk? Did we talk last time about Madison Cawthorn? Which thing? His about wife his left wife? him. I think we talked yeah, about it. Yeah, I think we did. I was going to reiterate. It's still funny though, Christina. I am single, so hit me up. I can fix you. Don't worry. Or yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is, I don't, because for it to get to the point where they had courted, married, and gotten divorced, I can't imagine she is the most, I don't know, I don't, I'm not even sure what word I want to use, but well, she is not that person. The funny part is, they did, they did meet and get married within a month, so. Wow. So definitely not a stable, you know, footing for relationship to begin with. So again, um, Christina, I can fix you, don't worry. That is Hit that is up. very funny though. Marcus, you also I think are our man for the job. Oh, oh. well, <laughs> stepping up to the plate, I'm ready. <laughs> I did see him recently tweet. He said that if the if the founding fathers of America see it today, they would be shocked at how unrecognizable it is. And someone tweeted a picture of a basketball player like looking at another basketball player like like a quizzical crazy expression, and they were like, yeah, because they'd be like, why are black people free? <laughs> yeah. That'd be the first question. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't, I don't think that the the founding fathers have much to tell us anymore about anything. <laughs> Other than what did you jack off to? That's what I want to know. TJ, shut up. We already know what you jacked off to. Be quiet. Ben, TJ. Let's talk. I like how you're already on a, a nickname basis with the guy. <laughs> I'm not calling him Thomas Jefferson. Not to well, his I wouldn't face. call him that either. I'd call him Thomas. Thomas, or, Tom, yeah, TJ, it's yeah. TJ to me, Mr. Jefferson. If I'm feeling formal, you Mr. Know. Jefferson, <laughs> yeah, I can no see relation. that. No relation to <laughs> Jefferson from Jefferson's. Probably though. Actually, probably yeah. Actually, maybe that's how they named that show. That honestly, maybe it was a bit. Of, did we just crack a code? I think we did. Unfortunately, is, is there a prize for this? <laughs> Unfortunately, a piece of history. <laughs> Um, 
God, it's so funny because politics is just so boring, though. Like, there's nothing going on that's that interesting. It's just more nothing. It's been, it has been dry, for sure. That is, I gotta say, the, the one thing the Trump administration gave us was content. There's always something to talk about with them. Um, but Biden's yeah, just given us nothing. Biden's just been boring. Yeah. I saw a, I saw an interview when I was playing. I was playing a video game on my Switch, and there was a, a TV next to me in our in our home playing an interview with uh, Face the Nation with Kamala Harris. Mm. And it was incredible how the journalists on Face the Nation were too much for her in their hard lines of questioning. They basically yeah. just asked her, "Do you think it's important that everyone should be able to vote?" And she cracked under pressure. It was like the, the easiest, most softball question you could possibly get. And then she just cracked. And from there, once again, the journalists of Face the Nation were able to just get right down to her core. And she couldn't answer any questions without, without stuttering and without not answering, you know, just saying circular motions of talking. Who the fuck was it? Chris Hayes? Fareed Zakaria? Who the fuck? I don't understand. Some lady. Face the Nation. Some lady. Um, oh my god but yeah and she just she just couldn't take it and i was like wow that is sad she, she did a, a similar uh, a tactic when she uh was in an interview with uh what's his name charlemagne the god Char- charlemagne oh, the god yeah, uh, yeah 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 oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> what happened marcus didn't she fold first, well first off one of her like attendants was like oh Oh, uh, we've got a, a technical issue. Um, uh, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to close this. Sorry, whatever happened. <laughs> Charlemagne just legitimately is like, "Oh, oh, they're pretending like they can't hear you." <laughs> Hilarious. And then, <laughs> and then Kamala wants to get all tough, like, oh, mm, "Oh, I'm gonna show you," and just spews a whole lot of bullshit, just completely avoiding the question, which was basically, yeah. um, "Does Joe Biden run the country?" Country. Blah. Or Joe Manchin. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, Charlamagne. I wasn't ready for all this. <laughs> yeah. Good, good question. But yeah, she, she fumbled. She was like, uh, 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 you sound like a Trump voter. Uh, I'm the vice president, and Joe's the president. Wow. Great <laughs> great answer. <laughs> that's That's amazing that she can't even answer the fucking, the breakfast club guy, you know? All right. Yeah. The guy who um, once offered to rape a girl on his radio show. So yeah, just just live on the radio, he was like, "If I gave you, I gave you twenty bucks, uh, could me and my buddies run a train on you?" And she was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, we'll see about that." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, great stuff. okay, buddy." Great stuff, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, and Amazing. people and people say cancel culture is real. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't touch some people. I yeah. By the way, I have to say this, Seth. Fuck you, mm-hmm. because I cannot stop hearing in my brain that fucking R. Kelly video Do that you, you linked me to. Passport? Do you have your shots? <laughs> it haunts me. Uh, it just keeps bouncing my skull I'll be doing anything else I'll start start singing that song to myself because it kind of slaps yeah oh my oh speaking of hey say what you will about the guy he's a hit maker speaking speaking of that Ghislaine Maxwell goes down for like 120 years oh yeah that is true 
Did you see on Twitter Hassan Piker posting that picture of Ghislaine at uh, Chelsea Clinton's uh, wedding and being like, my heart goes out to the Clinton family having a very hard time today. One of their, one of their best friends is going to prison. Oh. Yep, and people are posting pictures of her with Elon, seeing like, oh, Elon's trying to cover this thing up. Yep. And they're not wrong. No, they're not. So yeah, at least at least that happened. I will never forget that time where she was drawing the sketch artist back. That's one of the creepiest <laughs> things I can possibly imagine. That's like honestly the moment I respected her the most. I was like, that's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's yeah, like it's something an insanely guilty person would do. <laughs> Some psycho shit. Like, that's a movie scene. That is. Yeah, honestly, that's some shit Harley Quinn would do in her fucking movie or whatever. Like, yeah, that's no why way. it's absolutely true that like the truth is stranger than fiction. Oh yeah, I don't even think you would write put that in a movie. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, someone will now that it's happened. But before oh, that, oh yeah, no way. But uh, who would you cast as Jeffrey Epstein? Oh shit. Um, well, that's an easy one, Seth. Obviously, James Spader. No, um, not James Spader. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Goddamn. Kevin Spacey. Easy. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I uh, hold on. Let me I'm see here. How about, how, about, uh, how about Alec Baldwin? <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, Actually, you know, he's a little little too big for the role. But James, I can... James I, I Franco. Sodom man. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> yeah, maybe James Franco. That's the, maybe that's the guy. <laughs> Young Epstein, old Epstein. We got them both, you know. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, Seth is uncomfortable at this <laughs> suggestion. He yeah. does. He does have one of those faces though, where he looks very distinctive. But you know, what he looks like the most Who? Anthony Bourdain. I was thinking that, but sadly, Bourdain is not available. Yeah, um, sadly, he has also been uh, taken out of commission. Yeah, but he does look like that guy, which is kind of uh, weird. But yeah, he has a very distinctive face on him that I don't think anybody quite has that I know of anyways. Yeah. We'll also, let's not make a movie about Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. I don't think <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> but the the sad fact is someone probably is going to. And I just want to get ahead of the curve and cast somebody who will really fit the part. <laughs> I, I did see you when Jizzling got sentenced. People on Twitter were like, oh, yeah, sure. Throw her away. That's all good. But don't forget how much her dad did for Israel. Uh, and I'm like, are you sure this is what you want to say? Yeah. Is this the hill you want to die on? <laughs> the guy who mysteriously disappeared on his yacht named the lady Jizzling. You want, you want to talk about this guy? You want to bring him up? You know, I was thinking about today is has George Clooney ever been in an mm-hmm. action movie? Do, do I guess Batman count? counts? Yeah, Batman. Bat, I guess Batman could count. Has George Clooney like ever been in oceans. a traditional action movie? Yeah, I'm just, I can't, I mean... Yeah, because the, the Oceans are movies are espionage. Yeah. A lot of his other stuff... Um, Ameri- or, what am I talking about? The Monuments Men is a war movie. Yeah, but so that's, is he, that's is he running around there. shooting guys or whatever? I mean, the men who stare at ghosts is also a war movie, but once again, very straight hit, straightforward. Um, was Michael Clayton in an action movie? I never saw that one. No, it's a politics movie. Doesn't look like it. No, because there's so, a yeah. I don't really think. Oh, he was in Spy Kids. <laughs> Spy Kids <laughs> is an action movie, and he was in it. <laughs> Because I was thinking about that movie, uh, the excellent Burn After Reading, 
where you know yeah. he, the role he plays in that is like a crazy guy who's like a bodyguard or whatever. And he, he, well, I won't say what happens, but he does a thing. Right. And I say, stuff, Oh, this interesting subversion of him. Cause he's normally an action movie star. And I was like, no, he's not. He's not an action movie star. What is George Clooney? He's just a handsome guy. I think. Right. He's a handsome dude. <laughs> so the David O. Russell movie from 99, three Kings, which is mm. a very good movie. True. Is an act is classified as an action adventure comedy. And he's the star. So there he is an action movie now on the but scale, it is not a trend on the three axes of horror and comedy and action where does his role in from dust till dawn fall because he does kill some vampires be- in that movie right, right yeah i think it would be in between comedy and horror more than comedy and action that's right. true he doesn't really do anything outrageous like jump off a building or playing that's true. I don't yeah. think he's not that kind of guy, is he? He's not really a, a, no. a stunts kind of guy. And the only time I can even think of something like that was, what's the movie where he was like a prisoner and they were like jumping on a train? It was a oh, Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, a Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much the action what an, film. What an interesting way to describe that movie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he was a prisoner who jumped on a train. Of all the things you could have said, Listen, I, no remember that scene. I, I don't remember the movie. At first, I was going to say The Fugitive. Like, oh, that was first Harrison Ford. But yeah, no, that wasn't him. Yeah, I was like, what, what an interesting career George Clooney has had. You know? What, yeah. a, what, a, what a strange just, career. Yeah, he's more into, I mean, I can't even say political thrillers, but he's just kind of in, he's just kind of the guy in movies, you know? He did all the Oceans movies, and that was his nut. He's like, he's like, the he's the reason that generic handsome guy exists. He was the first guy, right? Not not the first one, but like all these generic handsome guys wish they were fucking George Clooney, right? He is the guy they all yeah. model themselves on. I think, anyways. There's got to be somebody, right? That it all it all descends from, and I think recently that's who he that's who he was. He was in a movie called The Descendants, so maybe that's like <laughs> our sign, you know? Is that what is that movie about? It's not act. It's like a, like a slow burn, like family okay. drama. I'm thinking of some movie that was like animated, right? Called The Descendants or whatever. Or it was like a mm. people who were descended from like mythological figures or whatever. Uh, that sounds like that weird like Poseidon, Harry the Potter Percy book. Jackson stuff, yeah. kind of like that, but it's not exactly <laughs> something else. I don't know. Percy Jackson. I yeah, never, no. I have never watched that movie or read that book, but I somehow know it exists. I don't even know why I know it. The trailer I think played a lot in certain movies for a time. I don't know. Do they make? Did they make more of those movies? They made one more. They made the first one and they made a second one. And uh, Pierce Brosnan is in them, and he's kind of like he's kind of got a Clooney thing going on, except he did do the action movies. That's true. That was the only thing is that Brosnan did have a bit of a an action career. That's true. So this is how boring politics is right now. We're talking about fucking George Clooney for 15 yeah, minutes. George Clooney and Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and movies that we haven't even seen. <laughs> yeah. right. But isn't that like the Democratic playbook? Just do nothing and we're, we're, we're less <laughs> awful than the other guys? Both Wait. Again. <laughs> we can pull it around. George Clooney, his wife, Amal Clooney, is a Democrat, right? So he, he brought it back. <laughs> is he not? <laughs> I mean, I assume that he's a Republican. Really? Yeah, look, we can just look at him. <laughs> you think he wants to pay more taxes? 
Well, the Democrats don't want that either, so. Sure. <laughs> well, remember, remember how every Republican thought they were fucking, uh, that they were, uh, John Hamm? Yeah. Every uh, Republican thinks they look like Don Draper. I think that George Clooney actually does look like Don Draper and, <laughs> and is a Republican. He might not be. I don't know. John Hamm kind of has a Clooney thing. He does, doesn't he? Doesn't, he? He's done like Baby Driver and some of those roles, but he doesn't do a whole lot of like high, like action action movies. What does he, he start in? Is good. Mad Men. But like in terms of movies, what does he start in? Uh, Beirut and a Million Dollar Arm for two. If you want to go there, buddy. I'm amazed that you were able to conjure those up <laughs> so fast. Our, I know John Ham. I know John Ham. No, John Ham is he kind of has the same um not really issue but the same duality that Brad Pitt has in that Brad Pitt has been a leading man for a very long time but Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt because of how just because of how handsome he is honestly was a leading man for a very long time when he had but he has a lot of character actor energy. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons he's such a good actor um Whereas I think John Hamm has kind of benefited from that in that people aren't trying to make John Hamm the lead of all these movies because they understand that John Hamm is good at, at a certain type of acting and can fit into these roles really well. So he, he's he's a very good supporting player and can kind of do character acting when he needs to. I have a question. This might be a yeah. dumb one. But do you think that Brad Pitt is a leading man in Fight Club? Or is that Edward yeah. Norton? I'd say that I would say that's a movie that has two leads because the character he's playing is very much a character Brad Pitt is suited to play. Yeah, for not sure, a, right. not a leading man type. Like Tyler Durden is the character that you really want to see more of in the movie, but you know, you need to have Edward Norton there instead to keep it grounded, right? Yeah. Very very much. I think kind of kind of the prototype of what Brad Pitt is supposed to do. I think in movies, like his role in um most time most point of time in most Hollywood. Most time in Hollywood. Yep. Another good example. He's great. Marcus, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Brad Pitt role? Oh, my favorite. Uh, the fucking mysterious life of uh, Benjamin Button. The curious, curious case, case of Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Yeah, mysterious life. Wow. Yeah, you know. Interesting. It's very interesting choice. Yeah. yeah, very interesting choice. I like it though. Did, I'm not, did, I don't like that movie, but I did. Like it, Marcus, did, did you like that movie, Marcus? I, I did like that movie. <laughs> Hey, nothing wrong with that. I probably would have whipped out <laughs> Fight Club if we weren't just talking about it. Mm. But, you know, I, I also like that. I think I, he's great in Burn After Reading. We oh just yeah. mentioned that earlier. He's great in that movie. He's really great in uh, Meet Joe Black. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when he speaks yeah. in the patois? <laughs> oh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's an yeah. all-time pit right there. That is true. When he speaks in Italian... It's great. <laughs> that that movie also has no leading man. I don't think, or like, no. There's no there's no leads in that movie. I don't think it's very much an ensemble cast. Big ensemble. The closest person to being the lead is actually fucking. Uh, oh God, Seth. Melanie Lur- Melanie Laurent. Her or the Nazi guy, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. are the closest ones I think to. Yeah, being the lead. I'd but, say so. Um. Let's see here, boys. We're coming up on an hour, so you want to go ahead and jump into the last yes. part of what we do here? It's been two weeks. Marcus, what have you been up to? Me, I uh, just went back to work today, uh, but I've been playing uh, 
my VR games. I've been playing. Nice. What the heck is it called? I expect you to die, <laughs> which is basically a. That's been big on Twitch lately. I've noticed. Yeah, it's an escape room kind of thing. It's really cool. It's really. I've cool. heard of this. Is it good? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. I'm only like on the third level, and I'm just like, fuck, a whole nother puzzle to unwrap, and it's it's pretty fun nice. with the VR and stuff. Is there kind of a James Bond element to it? Yes, you are like a okay. secret agent. And <laughs> it's great. The first mission is you it... have to like steal a car from a plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um the plane the plane is um exuding toxic gas. So oh. yeah, you need to get the car out of the plane alive. Go. Does it like lean does it lean more towards like campy comedy or more serious? Can't be comedy, definitely. Okay, so we're talking the the, the Pierce Brosnan movies and not the uh, yes, not definitely. the <laughs> Daniel Craig Daniel Craig movies. Okay, so what else? Are there okay. your good VR games out there? Um, there are. Oh yeah, there's like a good Star Wars one with Vader. It's pretty cool, like thematically and cinematically, but the gameplay itself is meh. Because okay. you got your saber fight, but it's only like oh left, right, up, down. We could do better. I mean, what else? What else are you asking for, Mark? Yes. I mean, I some new direction. I want someone to come at me at some strange, weird ass angle, and I have to solve it. And then you, you want, have to like, like spin to... backwards. And, yeah, like, you want to shit in the fucking Ataru form and yes. fucking Shicho over here and yes. shit and flip over weird, their heads. I want weird ass lightsabers. <laughs> I want weird ass fuckers to fight. Okay, I'm just just it's just drawing. I mean. And... Not an unreasonable demand. Why can't you do the fucking force lightning, right? Or the force push? Right. You should have those. If only we would have gotten Neil Stevenson's sword fighting game. Clang! All these, all these would have been solved. <laughs> I came um, this close to backing Clang. If it hadn't been a VR game, I would have backed Clang for sure. Yeah. And, and lost uh, my money. Where I do get my force lightning fix is a fucking Dungeons and Sorcery. It's VR. There's no story. But it's it's a little sandbox right now. But you've got your swords, your weapons, and your fucking magic. And I'm like, hell yeah! This this is what I wanted in the Star Wars game. But it's nice. still in early development. So when that game's finished, boy, I'm gonna be in it. In it. Hell yeah, man! Nice, <sighs> good times. Mm. Well, I guess I'll go next. Okay. I've been playing a couple of games that I bought over the, the Christmas Steam sale. Uh, the primary one is called The Last Stand Aftermath, which is like a zombie roguelike game where you start off the game infected already. You're going to die. So it's about getting as far as you can uh, before succumbing to the virus. Like every zombie bite, you know, gets you more infected, basically. And it is super cool because the game is very brutal and starts off with your character's going to die like in an hour max, right? You'll... you it's pretty hard to fucking survive with things you have in the very beginning and teaches you early on that death is a useful tool for learning stuff like in most roguelikes but also for unlocking things will help your next survivors get further down the the line and it, it, it has that good balance of runs aren't too long like the longest I can probably get to is about 45 minutes to an hour, I think before my, before my character finally does, but I don't ever feel bad about it. Cause I, I've always made progress because you can unlock basically skips to later areas. after you clear out the ones you've been to, it's a very fun little, little roguelike. I think it's, it's got a lot of promise especially, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. 
awesome. I've also been playing The Last Spell, another roguelike. This one's more of a, a tactical strategy game where you are trying to cast the last spell that will save your people, uh, but uh, there are crazy hordes of monsters to fight uh, during the nighttime. Uh, super fun. Loving the positioning, the random classes you get, because you get three guys starting every, every every time, and they have randomized classes, and there's like 10 classes you could possibly be, so it's so fun to try and figure out how to get the, these three guys to work together the best they can, right? And level them up and choose some kind of skill trees. It, it, it scratches some itches that I like. And my last one I've been playing a lot of is, it's going to get the name here, right? Because it's got one of those fucking names that games have sometimes. Uh, Age of Darkness Final Stand, which is an RTS type game where it is about fighting. Josie, like that, that game, uh, they are billions. Yeah, the zombie game. This has that same thing where you can, it can support seventy thousand units on screen at one time, and wow. it's like nighttime. Tons of fucking hordes of monsters show up. You gotta fight them and survive. During the daytime, you build your base up, upgrade your heroes. It kind of has a war, a war, a Warcraft three vibe where you have some powerful hero characters with like abilities you can use, and then regular troops that fight alongside them. And so it's a neat little game where I like the cycle of of date of daytime being safe and nighttime being scary and fighting through both those things it's a pretty fun little game and i do like the style the, the enemies are very uh they look they look like the monsters from attack the block it's pretty cool so yeah, I, cool. I, I like it a lot nice uh yeah i'll round oh wait out. one more thing i had to oh. say before, before i go i almost forgot go ahead the witcher season two i finished it not as good as the first season of the witcher because and i'll tell you why right now they took out all the fun and replaced it with dourness everybody's all it's so dark we've got terrible things are happening it's all bad it's all grim and i'm not gonna tell any jokes or have any fun and so i just didn't like it as much and it seems like the third season is gonna be more of this dark i mean the, the witcher's dark but there's always jokes and levity and this just didn't have that it's because they didn't have they didn't have the crew you know bouncing off one another um which i think is too bad so i hope that they cavill's great Fun to watch him, but I just hope that they, in third season they try and bring back some of the fun from the first season. Yeah. The campiness nice. was good. Sorry, Seth. Now you're good. Okay, yeah. I'll round us out. Um, I've also been diving right back into roguelikes. Uh, I think it's pretty much officially my favorite game genre there is. Um, I still haven't cleared Ascension 5, Marcus, so you have time to, cl- to, to catch up to me. Um, I've been playing a lot of Enter the Gungeon, and then the past couple of days I've been so enamored with the binding of isaac a game i never actually played a whole lot of despite always having it in my steam library and i played it for the first time i don't know like 10 years ago probably um but played it a whole lot recently and got a got a couple of wins um that were very good now i'm unlocking the stuff from the newest dlcs that's really fun um and i saw a couple of movies already gave reviews for matrix resurrections and don't look up loved them both uh, I saw my, my most anticipated movie of the end of the year was Licorice Pizza. Saw that. Incredibly disappointed. Um, very, very um, great, great, absolutely great movie up until uh, literally about the last 60 seconds when they the director completely lost me with some of the decisions that were made. Um, so that was very, very disappointing. But I guess I will, uh, I guess I'll fight through it. So that's what I've been up to. All right. Well. Uh, this has been the Lineals Podcast. You can find me on Twitter uh, at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me and the things that I write about movies at indistinct-chatter.io. Oh, Marcus, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Bitches. 
Yes. And I. And. Occasionally <laughs> do it for the podcast. Yes. Nice. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He has been on the show before. And he has a podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling. And he also has his own Twitch stream um, at the Ben Powell on Twitch. And he's been streaming a lot of the new Five Nights at Freddy's game. Five Nights at Freddy's game lately. So if you want to check that out, uh, that's his at. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck the Pepsi man in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> A typical family consuming consisting of a man, woman, and four children would eat eighteen stone or hundred and ten kilograms of potatoes per week. Okay. That's per week. Per That's week. four people. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do the math, if I add it up, we'll figure out what the average Italian man it, 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 Irishman eats. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. From New Orleans to New York. That's the latest podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.